Welcome to the Pro Football Draftcast, presented by Inside the Hashes. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. You can follow our show's account at ProFBDraftcast. You can also follow Inside the Hashes at Inside the Hashes. Today's episode features University of Maryland tackle Derwin Gray. A three-year starter for the Terps, Gray primarily played tackle, getting all Big Ten honorable mention honors in consecutive years. And in a conference that sends elite offensive line talent from schools such as Wisconsin and Ohio State, this is no minor accomplishment. He also helped pave the way for record-breaking rushing performances, such as Anthony McFarland setting Maryland's freshman single-season rushing record. Gray took some time to speak with us about his draft journey, combine experience, and NFL future in this week's Phoning It In. I'm now joined by University of Maryland offensive tackle Derwin Gray. How you doing today, man? Doing great, doing great. How are you? Doing great, man. So, uh, you know, you were one of the you were like the best tackle in D.C. and ultimately decided to play for the Terps. Walk us through your recruiting process. Uh, well, man, man, what made me choose to stay home was basically just being a local guy, being a guy from um, Southeast D.C., being a guy that uh, always wanted to lead and uh, be an example to others. So, me staying home had more is more than just me staying home for. Uh, being home at the Maryland Terps, but it's more so just the impact I can make on the youth and uh, other people around me more than just myself. And also, it was just a great fit for me. The offensive line needed help, and I feel like I can come in and make a huge contribution to the old line. So it was just it was just uh, a great situation for me, for me, my family, and, uh, and everybody around me, loved ones. Yeah, and and you keep hearing about how you know Maryland wants to keep everybody you know in you know from the DMV to stay at you know and, and go to Maryland so it's it was nice that you know you kind of led the charge on that uh, so uh, so what was the most difficult part of the transition from high school ball to college football uh, the difficult part is probably just uh just being on top of everything being uh have organized your time the correct way you know what I'm saying uh, because it's easy to trying to get caught up in a little bit of things or want to sleep a little more or want to say I want to miss class or whatever the case may be that's going to ultimately affect you on the field. So I just say it's time management and just uh, choosing what you do when you're off time wisely and things like that was probably the biggest uh, transition for me. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so walk us through your draft journey up until this point. Well, so uh, well, my draft journey so far, man, when the season's over, November 24th, uh, I got rolling right here at ASPI in Tampa, which I, where I'm located at exactly like right now as we speak. Um, working out with Yo Murphy, Yo Murphy at uh, ASPI, about five minutes away from Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium. So it's a, it's a great environment to work out in. So we uh, got rolling out here December third, literally like a week and a half away from the season, out of the season. So I got ready to work, and uh, that's pretty much where I've been uh, leading up to the combine. Now. Um, this place has been a great place for me. It's built, it's helped uh, transform my body, maybe cut weight in a great way, uh, maybe put on good weight and uh, increase muscle mass and things like that. So they attack every part of my body and they uh, help develop me. When I went to the combine, it basically showed. So, no, it, it absolutely did. You know, you you improved your stock at the combine, and what what was the combine experience like for you? Uh, it was definitely it was definitely a life changing experience. It was definitely one I will never forget. It was a it was it was, it was a bit crazy. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things being thrown at you. A lot of things that's uh being thrown at you in a way to try to knock you off balance. But you just had to be level headed and explain, uh, just always remember why you're there. So I mean, because you'll see a lot of guys. I mean, walking around and saying maybe 
not exactly not as happy or things like that because the process can be a little tough. But I mean, for me, it was always a process that I was actually enjoying the enjoying the process and just loving every moment of it. Was it tough getting up early in the morning, going to sleep super late? I mean, I mean, but I, I mean, that's what I signed up for. So it was definitely a fun experience for me. You know what I'm saying? Going out and performing live TV, showing her and representing my hometown, University of Maryland, and everything, I, uh, all my values and stuff I live for. So it was just great, man, to go out there and still put on. Well, and, and that's that's one of those things where a lot of a lot of uh, you know prospects they they really view this as this this long grind that uh, is kind of this you know thing that they don't really want to do. And if you kind of just embrace it, it, it makes it so much easier to you know you know tackle head on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's something I always live by. I mean, football is fun. I love playing football, so it's like. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing than going through this grind because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's a, it's a child's game that I've been playing since I was small. So, I mean, right now the thing it is, is people getting bigger and older as you play. And, you know what I'm saying, now it's been money put involved in it. So, so I just never try to let uh, no process build the joy of football from me. So, and that's something that the combine tend to do, you know what I'm saying, it tend to make you rethink, like, why, why do I do this, you know what I mean? So, and that's something that went through my mind. I got a very more of a smile on my face and attack it every day. And cool on day four, and that's probably the most challenging part because now your body's pretty much drained from the first three days. So, and I just got up with the right mindset and right mindset and just attacked it. Do you feel that having that mindset, having that kind of you know that positive attitude towards it, do you feel that that kind of uh, showed during your like you know your, your interviews with teams and stuff where you know you may not have seemed as mentally exhausted or uh, you, you were at least you know happy and you know excited to be there. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Play like teams, same my excitement and love, love my energy that I brought. I mean, every time I got with a team, little teams, some teams were different than others. Some of them was a little more tougher than others. But I mean, every 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 interview or every love meeting I had seemed to be the same person where I am. Not trying to be something I wasn't. I just continue to show my love for football, show my knowledge of the game, and and show my care for others and want to get better as a player. And I'm saying, as a player growing up and uh, getting ready to take the next step in the league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so what was the most helpful part of the combine for your draft stock that we as viewers couldn't see on TV? Uh, I definitely would say like the medical part was probably a thing that helped because I mean, looking at all, my, I had three surgeries while I was at the University of Maryland that could have been, that could be concerning to teams. I mean, recently I had the, the knee surgery in the beginning of the year, which helped me out a couple of games. It's kind of like um, uh, a little scared for teams. I mean, so. Just them looking at my MRIs and looking at all these uh, MRIs that I had to take down in the, the combine. And I'm saying, show that everything was healed up properly. Now, just he happened to just show that it was all healed up and put in this uh, on the field. So, I think the medical part in the field worked to back it up. And this pretty much was uh, something that was successful in the combine. That's good. I'm glad everything checked out there. Um, so, you mostly play tackle. It, but some people, you know, believe that you might be suited at guard. And after weigh-ins and arm measurements at the uh, the combine, people are, are are definitely saying tackle more at the next level. Do you do you care where you play, or do you feel more comfortable one way or another? Or? I, I really don't have a I really don't have a really a, a preference to be honest. Because I mean, O line is O line, inside zone, outside zone blocking is all the same. I just feel like. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm strong enough and athletic enough to play either way. So that's never really been like a concern for me whether I move inside the guard or whether I play tackle because, I mean, it's all the same as football. Let's just go run and hit people and win games to me, in my, in my opinion. 
and now you get paid for it and things like that. So it's like, man, who really cares? Let's, let's go play ball. Like, I'm just happy to be on the field and play football and go win games with y'all. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So what did you improve most on during your time as a turn? Uh, well, I proved on more is probably, uh, I would say, my, my knowledge of the game. It definitely went through the roof since being in Maryland. Just me being able to recognize defenses, being able to, uh, just be able to be a lead on the O-line and call plays out, call certain calls out, and just like sometimes put out put the offensive line in a great position. So I feel like that's something that uh, improved over the years, and especially my fifth year. That was just kind of like football. It was kind of like it was just second nature, just new things before it even happened. So that was pretty much uh, – how my uh, town of Maryland went. Yeah, and and being as, as you played in the Big Ten, you had there's there's fantastic defenses across the board. Who was the toughest player that you blocked in college? Toughest player. Uh, I'll get it to Bosa. Bosa's a pretty good player. Pretty yeah. good player. Uh, pretty good player. Good extent. Good good speed off the ball. Uh, pretty uh, a high motor guy. I think he's a pretty good athlete. I think he uh he's gonna, he's gonna do really well in the next level. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, pro day wise, when, when's your pro day? March twenty seventh. March twenty seventh. And are there specific drills that mean that, that you feel mean more to an offensive lineman? Uh, I mean, I feel like everything means a lot. I mean, I mean, I feel like everything I do means a lot. So I don't know what I can. I don't really know NFL minds or coaches minds or what they look at more. But I just take every single drill as hard as I can. And that's all I really know, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, after showing out at the Combine, do you think that there's uh, – what do you think that you have left to show teams at your pro day? Uh, I mean, just, just consistency. I mean, I would say go out, right. there, and just, go out there and just repeat the same thing as far as my drill-wise and just go, go kill the drills again and just go out there and just show them that I'm, I'm an athlete that can play right, left side, tackle. Uh, really don't matter. Guard, center, who knows? I mean, it really don't matter. So that's pretty much just continue to show people that I'm dialed in, that I can do whatever necessary to beat it from Yeah, yep, awesome. So so last football question, if you had to pick one game in your college career to sell yourself to scouts, what game would you pick? I would say 2017 season, Michigan State. Okay, awesome. So for, uh, final segment's a thing called three and out, where we ask you some non-football questions. Uh, you ready to give it a go? Yeah, let's get it. All right, what's your go-to bulk meal? My go-to bulk meal? Yeah. Uh, I would just say like a steak, steak and some potatoes and uh, broccoli. Nice, nice, very classic. Um, if you uh, what what's a song on your on your iPhone? Or I'm assuming you have an iPhone. <laughs> what what's your song? What's a song on your phone that you wish that you don't wouldn't want people to know that you had that you listen to? Oh man, uh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> uh, that's pretty tough. That's really <laughs> tough. I, I would say probably like new edition. New, new edition? Yeah, probably new Solid. edition. <laughs> All right. So final final question: If you were a pro wrestler, what would your walkout song be? My walkout song be? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Probably like Phil Collins, like feeling in the air. Oh, nice. Yeah, good yeah, one. Like something like that. All right, man. So, do you have any uh, social media that you like to plug? 
my social media I'm on Instagram, uh, Team Gray, for two Y, so it's T E A M G R A Y Y, and that's the same thing on for that one as well as my uh, as my Twitter. Awesome, man. Well, look, man. Th- thank you so much for, for, for uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. I'm glad we can finally get you on with all the the technical issues. So, uh, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. We're gonna be rooting for you at the next level. I uh, appreciate it, dog. Hi, right, man. All right. That was Derwin Gray, six foot four, three hundred twenty pounds. When watching Gray play, the first thing that I noticed is his size and the fact that he's able to use his size to his advantage. And something that doesn't always coincide with that size uh, is, you know, lateral quickness, which he has, and it really helps in the pass protection game. Um, He is able to utilize his size and his quickness to keep the left side held down pretty well. And while his size is one of the more enticing things about Gray as a player, what I really fell in love with was his ability to make his hands violent, to protect the quarterback, He played left tackle at Maryland, but I see him as more of a guard or right tackle at the next level. I'm not the only one who feels that way, but his arm measurements at the combine do allow some flexibility and potential to play left at the next level. It's really going to depend on the team that picks him up. Another thing that I really walked away from from his whole combine experience being impressed by was the fact that he pretty much reset his body composition. He's absolutely yoked now. Uh, and people were talking about it on Twitter all over the place that, that they, they didn't expect his arms to measure in as long as they did, and they didn't expect him to look as well put together as he ended up looking. And that's a great thing for his draft stock. And based on the interview that he did with us, we know that he knocked those interviews with the teams out of the park as well. Yeah, I, th- I think every coach is going to like the the violence that Gray brings to an offensive line. You know, and on top of having violent hands, you know, Gray has a lot of film of him just driving players into the ground. And going back to his his lateral quickness and just kind of his overall athleticism, I think Gray put a lot of really good film together showing his reach blocking. Maryland runs a lot of jets, and rarely, if they ran to the left side, rarely was he getting bested by uh, a defensive end. You know, even when he's going against you know some speed or athletic uh, rushers, he has a really good reach step and is able to keep his legs moving to you know kind of just turn in you know the defensive end shoulder, uh, which I think is you know speaks on his technique uh, and overall athleticism. And ultimately, his ability to play all over the place is going to get him drafted in the third round. I think a team that makes a ton of sense is the Baltimore Ravens. They have a need at left guard, uh, and then they also have Marshall Yanda at right guard, who's getting up there in age. I think a, you know Gray's flexibility makes him a great candidate in this zone-blocking scheme that Greg Roman uses. Uh, he's going to be able to open up holes for Lamar Jackson and the rushing attack for years to come. And he's going to be a guy that can develop and and play multiple positions on the line and become an asset to the team. This has been Phoning It In, featuring Derwin Gray. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. Follow our show's account at ProFBDraftCast. And I'm Seth English. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth English. And be sure to follow our show's account at ProFBDraftCast. If you like what we do and you think that we do a good job, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.